It's only months ago that over a million people gathered in Paris. They gathered in horror at the terrorist murder of 10 journalists of the now famous Charlie Hebdo magazine in solidarity for the idea of a free press and free speech. In most places in the West, journalists and writers have a fairly easy ride. We're far from Stalin's Russia, where a phrase in a letter to a friend, as was the case with the heroic Alexander Solzhenitsyn, can result in being sent to the infamous brutalities of the Siberian Gulag. But every now and then, dynamic changes. Fanaticism, secular or religious, attempts to put the muzzle on. Threats are made. International campaigns of vilification pursue certain writers. In the most famous instance, the novelist Salman Rushdie had a bounty placed on his head. The Ayatollah of Iran issued a fatwa calling for his death. Even before the slaughter by Islamic fanatics, Charlie Hebdo had been threatened, its editors in hiding, its offices burned. Yet the little magazine, rough, tough and fearless, continued to publish, continued to mock those who threatened it. Now, after those 10 murders, Penn International, an association of writers united around the idea of freedom of expression, has, with unchallengeable correctness, chosen to award Charlie Hebdo with its Freedom of Expression Courage Award. Please note that, the Courage Award. It was in the wake of the Rushdie Fatwa that Hebdo published its famous cartoons. It was after Ayan Hirsi Ali's friend and filmmaker, Thea Van Gogh, was stabbed, and a threat to her pinned by a knife to his chest over a short film. It took real courage to mock the fanatics after those dark episodes, and there were others. The writers and cartoonists at Hebdo showed it relentlessly. Even after the murders, their survivors at the magazine published. They would not accept the censorship of the gun, the censorship of murder, the censorship of imposed fear. So, it's dismaying that there's some contest over this award. A growing number of prominent names in Penn, Francine Prose and Michael Andanchi among them, are declining to attend the gala. They accuse the magazine of punching down. This is a hard point to swallow. When the movements of a pencil on a piece of paper are answered by bullets from an automatic weapon, when 10 people go to their graves for a few drawings and articles, I'm not sure you want to say of the 10 dead people that they were punching down and that their murderers have some affinity with the powerless. Nothing marginalizes like being killed. However, the writers do have the right to dissent and all power to them. But on the larger point, it is best said by Rushdie himself. If Penn, as a free speech organization, can't defend and celebrate people who have been murdered for drawing pictures, then frankly, the organization is not worth the name. <clears throat> I'd only add that if the writers of the West don't understand the absolute centrality of freedom of speech and of the press and honor those who in this present day died for those freedoms, then literature and art are feeble things and no one should be throwing gala dinners in honor of either or blathering on from some ballroom dais about speaking truth to power. For The National, I'm Rex Murphy. I'm Anna Maria Tremonti. Tomorrow on The Current, the documentary The Messenger argues that climate change is messing up the target return dates for songbirds, which no longer know when spring occurs. That's on The Current, weekday mornings at 8.30 on CBC Radio 1.